Wow, what stories. Uh, one of the lines I wrote in, in the, right at the beginning of what I'm going to say is uh, that it says, God has called us to be a people who live in the supernatural as a normal part of our daily life. Jesus, Jesus modeled and made a way for us to live a life that is supernaturally natural. And those stories of those young people going out to the pavilion the other night is meant to be normal. Because we, you and I, carry Jesus in us. We carry the presence of God. Wherever you and I go, we bring hope, we bring life. And I heard a story, I don't know whether I'm even going to get to what I had to today, but Bill Johnson was sharing uh, in a book that I was reading, and he was preaching all about healing and uh, going after healing in a big way. And he happened to go to a conference that John Wimber was running. So we're looking back in uh, probably the late 80s, the early 90s, somewhere along there. And he, went, he came away so frustrated. He says, I'm doing all the stuff. I'm preaching it all the, all the stuff just like John Wimber did. And yet there's, uh, 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 nothing's happening. And uh, he realized the Lord showed, showed him one of the things that he had to do was to take risk. It's all very good having the theology in our minds and our hearts but we've got to take a risk. We've got to step out of the boat. And that's what those young people did this, uh, this last week. They stepped out of the boat and it was scary. We went to, uh, part of our trip, we went to Vacaville. And they, they were t- teaching us in terms of hearing God and listening to the voice of God. And what they did, they, they, I can't remember what I shared last week, but if I did, forgive me. They, they asked us to pair up with somebody and then, and then say, what date they were born again, who, who, who were they with, and where was it? And that's quite scary. Suddenly now you've got this person right in front of you. And uh, sometimes uh, you've got, got some rights, and, it was, and they, that's what, they come once a month, and they come and, and, and learn, and, and learn to hear the voice of God. And as you get, as you get, as you get some rights, you get excited. And you get challenged to go on to the next level. And one of the things they celebrated there was the the three questions. They asked, who got three out of three right? And that was applauded. Then who got two out of two right? And that was applauded. Then who got one out out of three right? And that was applauded. And who got not out of three right? And everybody stood up. And applauded because they took the risk. They, they, they uh, stepped out of the water, stepped out of the boat and, and, and took a risk. And, 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 and so what they, what they were saying, it, it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. It's not there, it's not, uh, God's not uh, going to get upset with you. So we need to be a people who take risk. We need to walk in faith. I mean, if we could walk by sight, I want every detail written out in, in triplicate, and I want the backup plans if that one doesn't work, and I'm going to be able to walk out on that. But the Lord is calling you and I to be people of, of risk. And so faith is spelt R-I-S-K. 
I mean, it is. It, 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 faith is, is risk. I mean, we, we say we have faith. We have faith that God exists. That's, we step out. None of us have seen Jesus personally face to face. We step out. We take, we, whenever we step out of faith, we take a, take a risk. And so the challenge for us as a community, and it's not just for, for those three, is that we take the presence of God wherever we go. Whether it's to the business place or whether it's to the, uh, your school or to the shops or to the loo. That's the first one I'm sure, that's the first one I've heard of that. There's somebody from the loo, the word of the Lord came. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw the Lord. I heard the Lord speaking to me. The word of the Lord came. And the, and the person now can feed on that word. And we pray, I don't know who that word was for. But I pray, Lord, that you would feed on that. As Paul was, was talking about it and, 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 and chew on it and dwell on it, that it would, it would transform form her life. Because the word of the Lord transforms our life. Jesus is the word and he transforms our lives. Those people had an encounter with Jesus. They, most people don't come here to church on a Sunday, as you've noticed. Most people are out there uh, at the pavilion shopping and getting into more debt and uh, watching rugby or, or whatever. But we bring heaven to earth. You and I need to bring heaven to earth each day. Whatever exists in heaven, you and I can part, impart to other people. And when I think of what, well, what exists in heaven, what are some of the things that exist in heaven? Well, it's worship, it's it's holiness, it's glory, it's love, it's peace, it's joy. You know, they were talking about uh, a little bit about the Torontos and laughing and, and people laughing in church. And we want to shut that down quickly because it's, 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 it's offensive. But they said, we don't, there's a lot of grumpy people in church as well, looking very sullen. We don't, we don't, we don't challenge them. We need, we need to encourage laughter. Laughter is, is, is part of heaven. If I look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Isaac means to laugh. Are you laughing? Are you laughing? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes, Dorothy. Yes. So in heaven, in heaven there's relationship. In heaven there is unity. In heaven there is the Spirit. Please can I ask people just to switch off their cell phones? Uh, there's no cell phones interrupting in heaven. <laughs> and that's what we meant to bring. You and I are full of Jesus. Are you born again? Do you love Jesus? Then you, then you have the glory of God rests on you. You have the joy of God. You have everything you need to live a life of godliness. Nothing is uh, exempt from you. And the world needs who needs a person with a, with a face that is, 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 is happy. They need pe- people with the word of God. That you can come to somebody who, and you say, this is what I believe the, the Lord has for you today. Quote a scripture. Just start something small. And we'll see it, we'll see it happening. So, Jesus lived under an open heaven. We went to an open heavens conference. And uh, at his baptism, what happened at his baptism? Let me just see if I can find the scripture. I wrote it down somewhere. 
In Mark 1, verse 9 to 10, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn apart and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. I am well pleased with you. So the start of... uh, uh, Jesus' public ministry is his so-called coming out. When he, when, he, when he went into the waters of baptism, what happened? There was the, the heavens were opened. And he lived his life connected with heaven, connected with, with his father, talking to his father. He said, I don't do anything except what I see the father doing. And so he had this relationship with heaven. He brought heaven to earth. And in the, in the Lord's Prayer, we, we are called to do that. On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is, on, in Sarepta as it is in heaven. In my marriage as it is in heaven. In the, on the, in the pass through fire this weekend, which is finishing just now. Uh, on, as in heaven, as in heaven. We pray your blessing on Daryl and his pass through fire team as they minister to those young guys. They are bringing... The Father, the Father's heart to those, to those young, young men and, 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 to, and to the dads and the, and, and the team. And so when Jesus came out of the water, what happened? All heaven broke, broke, broke loose. Let's have a look at, I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 27. And this is right at the end of, Jesus' life. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were opened, were also opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. What a... When heaven breaks into a situation, stuff happens. Amazing. Amazing. People from graves have been buried for, for, I don't know, a long, long time, got up out of the graves and started walking around in the streets. This is what happened when the the curtain was, the veil was, was torn from the top to the bottom. Suddenly now we have access, we have presence to the living God. I mean, I, I don't know what you think about, about heaven, but, but sometimes we, we, have a, we have a sense and, well, oh, we're just waiting uh, for Jesus to come back. We're just battening down the hatches and uh, we hope we're going to make it through until Jesus comes back. But the scriptures calls us, you and I, to be heaven on earth, to bring heaven to earth. As Jesus lived in an open heaven, we now live in an open heaven because he has done it. He has opened the heavens for you and I. You know, Stephen, when he was being stoned, he was a martyr. He had just given this amazing, amazing preach and the, the Pharisees and the, the religious leaders of the day were angry with him. And what happened, as they, as they stoned, he, the, he, they were stoning him, he, he saw an, uh, an open heaven. The heaven was open. He wasn't waiting for it to open. 
We aren't waiting for the heavens to be open. You and I carry the glory and the, and, and the life of Jesus. We don't have to wait. I think sometimes we think, I'll pray, Lord, for more. We don't, we don't need any more. We've got all it is. We've got the fullness of the Godhead dwells in you and I. All I need to be, I want to be like those young people who take risk. Who, go, who take risk and, 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 and step out of the boat and, 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 and bring the word of the Lord. So that's what I want to be. I want living under, under open heavens. If we, are live, if we are going to live like Jesus, we need to understand how he lived under the open heaven. We need to understand Jesus' theology of heaven. And here, here uh, I'm not sure who said this, but I think uh, tonight at the station Glenridge, there's a guy by the name of Julian Adams going to preach and it's been a, there's been a two or three days called, of a conference called Awaken Durban. And uh, six o'clock, if anybody can be there, it's just wonderful. Uh, it's just, it's, it's going to blow your mind. And so I think this is what he said. Most believers have a theology of heaven that has little or no effect on the way that they live. They think of it only in the context of the day they die. I can't wait to get there on that day. While that is true, heaven is broader and much deeper than that. Jesus announced that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. And we've got it even better. The kingdom of God is within us. The Holy Spirit's come and dwelt within us. N.T. Wright, one of the one of the famous theologian, uh, modern day theologian, said... God's kingdom in the preaching of Jesus refers not to post-mortem destiny, not to our escape from this world into another, but it is God's sovereign rule coming on earth as it is in heaven. He goes on to say that heaven is a picture of the present reality, the heavenly dimension of our present life. Heaven in the Bible is regularly not a future destiny, but the other hidden dimension of our ordinary life. You and I live in the dimension of eternity of heaven. We're not waiting to, to oh, we have died. We are a new creation. We are part of the, the new order. The, we're going to be part of the new heavens and the new earth. But we start today. I want us to get ex- excited. We, what, what would the Jews have thought as Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven as, ha- as at hand, they would have had an Old Testament concept of heaven, of what heaven was. They would have thought of Isaiah in 6, we've, we've, in six verse 1, where he, on, on the Lord's day, he was in the, in the temple and he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filling the temple and there were angels flying around and it was it's an amazing picture. And then maybe they would have remembered the pleas of Isaiah, crying for radical change to the, to the nations. And what he, what he said, he said in Isaiah 64 verse 2, he said, Lord, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Isn't that a real prophetic word? Because that's what happened when Jesus came, came down. He came from heaven and he tore open heavens and earth that you and I might experience some of the joy. 
And they would have known, they would have known they had no access because of their sin. And that's why the table is so important, coming to the cross, feeding on the word, changing our thought pattern. That's one of, the, one of our challenges today, is we, we need to have heavenly thoughts. We need our thoughts to be in line with Jesus. We need to be feeding and working and walking and meditating and, and, and chewing on the Word because the Word brings life. It changes how we think. The world is saying it's like that. And we need people to, to be so heavenly-minded that they're earthly good. I know there's the, there's, there's the picture of that we are so heavenly-minded that we know earthly good. And I've yet to see too many people like that. Because if we are heavenly minded, if we have the mind of Christ, and if we understand what the Scripture says about who we are, that we are beloved sons, that we are, we are His uh, workmanship, that we are, we are, He has created good works for us to do, before we even go out, He's done it. He's got some good works for you to do today. Planned in advance. And he's equipped you to do it in advance. So, that's why, so, so today is, is a different day. Why? And that needs to be every day. Yes, it might be, it might be teaching some little tiny little tots. Alison's about to lose her tiny little tots and get a new class of new tots next year. And she brings Jesus. It's, it's, it's Mama Alison showing Jesus, bringing the love of God into their lives. Some of those kids will... Never go, don't go to church, but they will have seen Jesus because they've seen Alison. When they see you, they see Jesus. That's true because Jesus lives in us. The glory, the same glory that uh, he gave Jesus, he's given to you and I. There's glory in me. I know you've got to look a little bit hard sometimes. <laughs> So the heavens are open. Every believer, I want you to know today that every believer has an open heaven. We wake up to an open heaven. When you pray for what you already have, this is fairly profound. When you pray for what you already have, you cancel the effect of what you already have in some respects. We already have it. We don't have to. We just have to walk in it and enjoy it. We kind of sense that we kind of make, sometimes even our prayers nullify what, uh, what, we, what we have because we, we need to actually step out in faith. So I want us to be encouraged. I want to, you to realize that today you have the mind of Christ. In Colossians it says, uh, set your mind on things above. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden in Christ. So we've got to set our minds on things above. And the funny thing is that we also seated in Him in heavenly places. So we have the mind of Christ. I want us to get excited. I want you to be excited today. That as you go out, as we go out, we go out with Jesus. So I'm going to make just a couple of declarations over you. I did it last week, just a few declarations as I'm, as I'm closing. Let's be a people who are heavenly minded. Let's chew on the word. Renew our minds. 
So I'm going to pray over you today. I want you to hold up your, your, your hands. Don't have to stand. Just hold up, your, hold up your arms. And I want you to receive this. The first thing that I believe over each of us today is that there is the open heavens over us. Then I, I am seated in heavenly places. You are seated in heavenly places. Thank you that we have the mind of Christ. Thank you that we are heavenly minded. And so, Lord, I pray for us as a community that we would be able to set our minds on things above, whatever the circumstances are. And I do understand, Lord, that there are circumstances which are hard and tough. But I set my mind on you because I know that as I set my mind on you, And as I have your thoughts and see from your perspectives, my life changes. Thank you, Lord. Amen.